Welcome to the Pilot Podcast, where we watch the pilot episodes of TV shows and recap other shows to answer your question, should I watch this? My name is BJ. And my name is Me Too. And this week we're checking out the HBO drama, Big Little Lies. So stay tuned to the end to find out whether BJ would fit into this little California town. No, I don't lie. You would fit in though, because I think you're good at blending into environments like that. I would survive, but I wouldn't want to be there. Yeah, I mean, it's like most white-collar job situations. Am I so happy that I'm there? Meh. Am I good at it and talking to people and socializing with folks I may not like? Yes. That's a good segue into kind of the idea behind this show and that it really is about these people interacting with each other. It's a very close-knit, small community of parents all revolving around this one public school in California. And it also echoes a little bit of how to get away with murder in that we open up with some murder scene. We don't really see much about the victim or the murderer, but we see the cop light, we see people getting interviewed, and we just know that some tragedy is going on. And then we rewind to the first day of school for some first graders. And that's where we meet these different families who I'm presuming are full of people who lie to each other. Yes, many big little lies. And these are the people that Me Too are referring to where I'd probably be able to get along with them, but I probably wouldn't want to hang out with them. That's fair. Can you tell us about each of those people that you would communicate well with but not get along with? Each of them, because we both know all of their names. So we can start with kind of our alpha character. This is Madeline McKenzie, played by Reese Witherspoon. She's very strong-willed. She is not afraid to talk to people. She's very extroverted. She stands up for herself and her friends and for the law. You know, she doesn't want teens to be texting and driving, which is great. She's helping out the community. I think Avenue Q for little kids might be a little strong, but she has her motivation. And we also see that she has two daughters, a first grade daughter and a teenage daughter. And her teenage daughter connects her to another one of the mothers, Bonnie. And this is her ex-husband's new wife. And they also have a daughter in first grade. So they're definitely going to be bumping into each other all the time, not just because they have an older daughter together, but Now they have younger daughters who are classmates. Along the way, Madeline has a little car trouble and she ends up meeting Jane Chapman, played by Shailene Woodley, who's a younger mom. And I'm assuming Shailene is playing a character similar to her own age. So she's like a mom in her mid-20s. Yes. And so she's interacting with this social circle of older moms. We also end up meeting Madeline's friend Celeste by Nicole Kidman, who's also a very strong character. And what I noticed, and you refuse to give me any hints about, is that Celeste seemed very suspicious of a lot of the people around her. So I think there's a little bit more going on with her character in regards to what Celeste knows about other moms, other moms' husbands, other moms' kids. I feel like Celeste knows something. And then I think the last mom of importance is Renata. We get introduced to her through a conflict in the first grade class on the first day of school, where Renata's daughter ends up getting choked by another student and has marks on her neck. And because it's the first day, no one knows anyone's name yet. And she accuses Jane's son, Ziggy, of being the kid that hurt her. 
And that just causes conflict between the moms. And it also causes like a divide between Madeline, Jane, and Celeste versus Renata and some other women. I think that was the first episode. And there's husbands. They didn't seem to do too much in this pilot, but they're there. That feels symbolic for husbands. In that community, and also they don't become much more useful as the show progresses, but I think that's intentional. But it also seems to be a bit of a plot device because the show so fiercely centers on the women, specifically Madeline, Celeste, Bonnie, and Renata. Yes, the husbands are not the main focus of the story. So it makes sense that from a plot perspective, they are kind of on the second tier. So listeners, I'm not sure if you could tell, but BJ has never seen the show before. I am all in. I watched all of it in one weekend. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. Yes. And you know this, but our listeners don't, and I don't know why they would. My partner hates binge watching anything, and he watched this very aggressively with me as well. Oh. He was all in. And I feel like that's a huge vote of confidence. Not that any of you know him. It's like mm-hmm. you, Beach. You don't like watching Netflix that much. So if you are watching a Netflix show regularly, that means at the very least, you strongly vouch for the quality of that show. Yeah, that means it's really sucked me in and it's worth investing a huge block of time. Yes. So... With that said, I'm very curious about your take on the show. I love it. I love the entire cast. And I also just love the femininity of it. And I'm curious about your take as a boy, as a man. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. I am an adult, a grown man. Yes, you are. So my thoughts on the strong feminine cast and plot driven show I liked it, but I'm always down for a good murder mystery. And I think this has the serious approach to it that I like versus how to get away with murder, which has gotten very over the top. As we were watching, we both agreed these are a lot of believable mothers. Very. How they interact with each other, their children, their families. It's all very realistic. We may or may not have met people who share qualities of some of these characters. So I think that made it more enjoyable in that I don't feel as much that this is people acting, but it's kind of like I'm getting a glimpse into potentially a real story. I could see this town in California full of wealthy families having this awkward meeting after the first day of a first grade class. Yes, this screamed Monterey, California to me. What I also loved about this pilot episode, which I hadn't seen since I watched the show last season, was that it felt so natural. So while the situation is unnatural, it's strange to build up to a murder. It's strange to have this conflict on the first day of class. I've never had a child, but I assume the teacher doesn't arrange all of the kids and parents in front of a child who's been hit and say, one of you come forward or which kid did this to you. That doesn't feel like the regular protocol. But aside from those moments that they needed to, I guess, spice up the show a bit, it just felt so natural. Like you said, BJ, I felt like I may or may not have met many of these women coming up in my own schooling, seeing the other moms. But also, you can tell that women are heavily involved in this show by how natural it feels. For example, there's a show on Netflix, She's Gotta Have It, which is a show version reboot of Spike Lee's movie, She's Gotta Have It. And people complain about the fact that 
while the cast is talented, the script that they're given is clearly written for the quote unquote woke black Twitter user because their conversations are just like, Black Lives Matter, man, moisturizing myself with shea butter, stay woke, bloop, bloop, kiki. Like, it's just like a ridiculous conversation that is essentially a compilation of hashtags. And I've never watched the show, but I've watched clips online and I genuinely tried to get through the first episode. And I found that while it was nice to see people who looked like me on screen, I loved that. The conversation felt so unnatural because I just kept getting taken out of it and thinking, who wrote this? Who is this for? Is this for me? I just couldn't tell. Whereas with Big Little Lies, while this show clearly isn't for me in the sense that you and I are not wealthy working moms in Monterey, California, it just felt so natural. Everything they did and said felt like Yeah, I could see that. It felt as though it made sense. Yeah, I think what might make it easier for the listeners, I think what you're trying to say is they don't feel like characters. They feel like people. Yes. Because sometimes, and it really depends on the story that's trying to be told. You do want like a character. You want someone who is exaggerated in certain personality traits and characteristics. But I think what Big Little Lies is going for is they want the actual like human element to be the main attraction to actually see how real people interact with each other and how that can lead to a murder and conflicts involved with that. Yes, I don't want to say that I don't like anything with characters or big characters. That's a great plot device. I love movies and shows that are capital A-C-K-acted. That is fun to watch too. But I also think that some of these shows shoot for natural and accidentally create characters or really caricatures of the people that they're trying to convey. And in this show, that could have easily happened. I think, especially with Reese Witherspoon's character, Madeline, who is a queen bee mom, control freak, prototypical mom we've seen in other shows and movies, be that sort of intense mom, kind of like how they portray Claire on Modern Family, but a little bit more ridiculous than that. She could have been that, where that's the punchline, that she's the intense mom, but instead, you'll see that she's so much more dynamic. And one scene that I loved that admittedly was very on the nose is she has this moment with her husband, Ed, played by Adam Scott, where she is confronting the reality that she has centered her entire life around her children, one of whom her older daughter is bonding with Bonnie, her stepmom. And she talks about being scared that when the kids move out and have their own lives, she will have nothing because her whole life has been centered around them. And then we cut to the next scene of Renata's character, played by Laura Dern, where she has a similar moment of, you know, trying to be vulnerable with her husband and talk about her struggles, but it's in the opposite direction where she wishes she were more present as a mom and she thinks that other moms are judging her for that because she's such a career woman, even though Reese is scared of being judged because she's such a an involved or over-involved mother. It's definitely not relatable because we're not in a similar position, yeah. but understandable situation. Honestly, when you said you liked this show and then just based off the little bits of information I knew about it, which was very little, and then the opening scene, I thought this was going to go more of a uh, Desperate Housewives caricature mm-hmm. direction mm-hmm. with everyone. Every one of the cast members would fill 
uh, stereotype. They'd have like a role in the show that they would be playing. But I was pleasantly surprised that was not how this played out. Yeah, they kind of fake you out with that initial fight over who hurt Renata's daughter because everyone plays their role and they play it so well. But these women are just so dynamic. And that's one thing I dislike about some of the general discussion that has been around this show is describing it as a guilty pleasure or fun or a trashy mess. And it's not. It's a really quality show. It's Mm -hmm. just good. But I will say it's not all pros, unfortunately. My one major con is... I feel like they didn't give enough about the murder throughout the episode. So I know it's leading up to that, but the murder feels very far away. And I even asked you, like, how far back did we go from that murder scene we opened up with? Yeah. Because what's going to draw me personally in is solving that mystery. And this first episode, I get we need to meet everyone to kind of get acclimated and settled. But I don't think I got enough hints about where we're going in my mind because they were all dressed up in the in the flash forward i should say i thought they were building up to some kind of school event so i assumed we were just a few weeks away from the death Mm -hmm. because they said things in those initial interviews in the pilot episode of everything went wrong during the play petition or everything went wrong when one of the kids was hurt so i assumed we were at that flash point the jumping off point before the ascent to the death. But also for me personally, I just really immediately became interested in each of the characters. And mm-hmm. so the murder was of course on my mind, but it wasn't it wasn't everything. I didn't keep thinking like, okay, who is it? Whatever, what are we building to? Like let's just get past this scene where they're all getting coffee or something. It was just interesting to me to see them together. And also Reese Witherspoon and maybe Nicole Kidman in an interview talked about how when they got the women together of the cast, which is essentially the majority of the cast, to talk about their experiences on other sets. One thing Reese noticed or noted is that a lot of the women said that they weren't in roles where they could speak to other women and have it just be about their relationship or some other topic that isn't go get your man or go fight for your man or he cheated again. Like it's just them talking to each other and having conversation. And I think that's so wild that they're not accustomed to that. Of course, things are improving. The more we have these conversations and the more they're being deliberate about inclusion and representation in the stories that they tell. But it's just like, oh, these women, they're so successful. True. But success doesn't mean playing ideal roles. And Reese Witherspoon, you know, her production company put this show on because she optioned the book as she did with Wild and with Gone Girl and some other projects. But she said that she initially started her production company, which has become super successful because she was getting on the other side of 30 and the roles available to her started to dry up. Like interesting roles. Yeah. Interesting roles are typically for young, attractive women or guys of all ages. Yeah. I think a lot more actresses are doing that now where they're trying to get behind the camera. Mm -hmm. They've seen the limitations that they face being in front of the camera. And so by taking their experience, taking on the producing role or writing role 
or funding role for projects behind the camera, they can offer those opportunities that they saw were missing in the field. That's true. Ava DuVernay, actually, with her most recent project, When They See Us, has been working with strong Black leads at Netflix to bring exposure to the other roles on set, basically showing you're not just an actor, director, or writer. We need production assistants. We need ADAs. We need the people that do the lights, the gaffing. Because she was like, you can get in the door. There are so many opportunities behind the camera. Mm -hmm. Me too. Beyonce and Blue told us that something is happening on June 11th. So we need to pay our bills and stack our change. Whoa. Lucky for us, this episode is brought to you by Audible, where you can find Big Little Lies, the novel by Leanne Moriarty. Just go to audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. You'll get a free 30-day trial membership, be able to browse their amazing selection of audio programs, and pick a title to download free and start listening. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash thepilotpod. Happy listening. And now back to our show. Beach, where do you think this show is going? So far, this is the action we've seen. Renata's daughter has been choked. We don't know mm-hmm. which kid did it. We think Ziggy, who is Jane's son. Reese has some drama with her daughters, where her older daughter, Abigail, loves Bonnie, the stepmom. Mm-hmm. Bonnie is married to Reese's ex-husband. Both mm-hmm. of their children are in first grade, and they share Abigail's half-sister. Both of them do. Mm-hmm. We have Adam Scott, who's playing Ed, just hanging out, being his own character. (laughs) He's there. And we have Celeste and Perry, Nicole Kidman and Alexander Skarsgård, which I feel like we haven't talked about enough because they're the hot and heavy, passionate couple, which is... Lots of PDA. My theory is the more PDA, the more you're hiding when you're making out in front of people. Well, at the end, we see Perry snap. He gets a little, little dicey. Yeah, some stuff is brewing there. And Jane, poor Jane is having like nightmare flashbacks to some incident that happened. Yes, that was a really interesting story to build to as well. So with all that said, where do you think this show is going? Well, it seems like the big plot line that'll probably take over the next episode is the the conflict between whether or not Ziggy did choke Renata's daughter, Amabella. Mm. because there's two sides, each defending their representative kids. The teacher's just standing in the middle like, I don't know. I didn't see. No one saw. This is what Amabella said. Okay, side note. I hate to interrupt, but you and I were talking about this when we watched. Every parent did exactly what they were supposed to. Jane defended her son because she was like, I don't know the rest of y'all kids. I don't know y'all moms. All I know is this kid. I know he don't lie. He Mm -hmm. said he didn't choke that girl. He didn't choke that girl. Renata only had the information that her daughter had been choked Mm -hmm. and that the person that choked her, she pointed at was Ziggy. And And left a mark on the girl's neck. And left a mark on her neck. I would have, I don't even want to talk about what I would have done, actually. (laughs) You would have gone to jail. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) You would have had to bail me out if you weren't there with me. So Renata had to do what she needed to do as a mom, which was Mm -hmm. let Ziggy know, you know, perhaps not a great idea to put your hands on my daughter. Jane almost got buck with Renata because she threatened her son. Because again, Mm -hmm. that's another one that I'm not quite comfortable saying in a a setting where I'm being recorded what I would do if I had a child and someone threatened that child. Every mom played her position. Yeah, they protected their children. They protected their children fiercely, which I expect. 
which gets to your original point. What was that teacher doing? Why do it like that? I get that for the show, it sets off the conflict of the series that we'll see. But my goodness, what a strategy. It was strange to have it in front of the whole class and all the parents. I don't think a principal was there. I also was a little confused why the teacher was addressing that at the end of the day and not like... Immediately. I don't know, during recess when it happened. Because it seemed like that was the first time the teacher asked Amabella, who did this to you? So I do think the conflict between these parents protecting and defending their children is just going to escalate further. I hope that Jane doesn't like uh, cave and just like apologize on behalf of Ziggy. Mm. I feel like she is at a disadvantage being the new younger mom in town. Yeah. Uh, But it seems like Madeline is fiercely on her side. So that might help her stand her ground. That's a good mom to have in your corner is Madeline. Even if you disagree with her, everything else, every other decision. (laughs) I feel like if I were in a conflict at school, I would want that woman to be on my side. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, And I think the other storyline I expect to develop also involves Jane. I think we're going to learn more about her flashbacks or like kind of nightmare sequences because she's very jumpy. Mm -hmm. She's always looking around for something. And I don't think she explained why she moved into town. No. Although I thought it was very sweet that she gave her son the bedroom in their one bedroom home. Yeah, that was sweet. And gave him a true childhood bedroom experience. Yeah, yeah, cool planets hanging from the ceiling. Mm -hmm. The walls were painted like a dark night sky color. She's trying her best, even when she hangs up on her mama twice. (laughs) That was cold when she called back, (laughs) I love you, boop. We both had problems with that because I can't fathom hanging up on my mom. Even on our most contentious days, I can't picture it. I was about to forgive Jane, too, when she called back, Mm -hmm. knowing she was wrong for getting angry and hanging up. But nope, it was all calculated. (laughs) (laughs) That's another thing is, speaking of calls, one thing that I felt when I initially watched the pilot was Mm -hmm. I hoped all of these women would come together and just have an open conversation. Because right now, that's always the conflict we see in shows and movies is if just these people just got together and talked it through, it wouldn't be an issue. But all of these conflicts are happening in silos. Because you and I were talking about this when we were watching. But if any single one of these characters called us with just their side of the story, we'd be like, you're absolutely right. I would have gotten in that kid's face too. Or I would have told that mom to back off my son too. He's not lying. Like, whatever it is. Versus if they had all just come together and chatted it through. Unfortunately, the frustrating part about drama TV series is that we as the audience know a lot more. And we're also aware if character A just talked to character B, there wouldn't be a conflict. True. I guess character C stands for conflict. And with that, let's head into our final ratings for (laughs) Big Little Lies. Me too. Since you've already seen this series... How about you tell everyone what your review is? Would watch again, seriously. Am planning to rewatch several episodes this Sunday. We're recording this before the season two premiere of Big Little Lies. Mm -hmm. I'm ready for Meryl. She's going to be a really great character. Telling you which character she is spoils the whole show. 
So I am very excited for season two. Mm-hmm. Is it a spoiler to tell us which character you're looking forward to see more of in season two? I don't think so. I think I'm interested actually in all of their storylines. I won't give much away, but I thought certain people would be more throwaway characters, especially Bonnie and Renata, because Mm, I thought, mm -hmm. I don't know, they felt like the secondary characters to Madeline and Celeste, but they really aren't. And that becomes clear very quickly in season one. And so I'm excited to see more of them in season two. But my favorite character, I think, remains Madeline, because I just think Reese Witherspoon is truly just breathing that character. She's so good in it. Yes, she fits that role very well. Perfectly. So that's all of my thoughts on that wonderful show. Beej, what is your rating? So I would give Big Little Lies would watch again casually. Nice. I know what you're going to think. How do you watch a seven episode show casually? I, as you mentioned, am not much of a binge watcher. So I want to pace this out. Okay. I will watch it as if it had been airing. So one episode a week. Um, I'm not in a rush to get, I'm not in a rush to finish season one before season two's premieres. So I'm going to take my time, but I do want to find out. I'm more interested in this murder apparently than you were, but I want to find out more about the murder. I want to see if Ziggy, his innocence is proven. And I want to see more Madeline because even though we've discussed how she's very realistic and not much of a stereotype or caricature, she's still a very big personality, over the top style character. And I just want to see what's she going to do? What kind of drama is she going to cause? What kind of conversation is she going to have with her sassy talk back in attitude first grade daughter real so i'll take my time to get through that that's nice i wish i had savored it watching this pilot episode again reminded me of so much and you definitely miss a lot when you're just taking in the show so quickly did you pick up on things that kind of hint at future stuff that you might not have noticed before totally that's always fun when you rewatch mm-hmm. something that has like a mystery and you see how the writers have set things up from the beginning. Yeah. Well, if you want to find more of our recommendations, you can visit our website at thepilotpodcast.com. And you can also subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, and Spotify. And be sure to leave us a five-star rating and review. It really helps. You can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram at The Pilot Pod. You can like us on Facebook at The Pilot Podcast. You can send... Thoughts, feelings, big little lies, theories, shows you'd like us to watch and review to askthepilotpodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Bye.